Before we get started today, I want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group. Guys, this is the best damn family-owned Colorado local dentist office in all of the state. You know how big I am on buying local, supporting local. This is especially true of dentists. You know, you've got those big corporations out there. They shuffle through dentists. You have one guy the first time. You got a, a new gal the second time. It's always different. You don't have any familiarity. You don't even know. Do they have your best interest at heart? Green Mountain Dental, you don't have to worry about that. Family owned. Uh, you're going to get to know them. They're going to get to know you. They're going to give you the best treatment. And right now, their special deal. You know this. We've been telling you about it for years. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. You receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. And tweet at us when you go there. There's nothing better than when I find out that I have personally pointed someone to buy local, to go to somebody in the DNVR family and DNVR community, and then has a great experience. And we love hearing that type of feedback. So if you go, show us your Sonicare toothbrush. Let us know what you have. Uh, what you found out only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. So very centrally located. Uh, and they're just absolutely great. Remember, get a cleaning x-ray exam at, at Green Mountain Dental Group and you receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Oh, we can't hear it, but I know it's going. The music, uh, I know the music, damn it. Uh, or at I least I think it is. I, I can't quite feel it, but I'm, I'm trying to I feel, it. feel it. What? I you feel, feel it. it. I feel it. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. Bye, 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 bye. Big time winners lounge. <laughs> the feel, the feel is goodest winners lounge of the entire season by far. Dude, the, the feels right now. The feels, the feels are, great. are the goodest. The vibes, <laughs> vibes on 100, as they say. I'm your host Adam Matas, joined by my esteemed colleague seated over here to my right. Your left, it's Duvalier superstar Dev. We're going streaking. Oh, 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 oh. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off, baby. <laughs> All the way to the quad through the gymnasium. Uh, over here, the giggler, D line coach. That felt a little. Uh, did I bring that down? I, felt, I mean, I'm I felt sorry. a little insulting. Let's, let's freaking go, baby. I'm let's back already. Let's keep it moving and get over there. In a second, we're going to be joined by none other than the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wendy. Uh, right now, at this very moment, speaking to Michael Malone, congratulating him on a mega munder. Mega munder, baby. A mega munder. It's a munder. It's a munder. It's, it's a, a mega, mega munder, dude. Under 90. Under 90. That's a mega munder, man. Mega munder. It doesn't happen with the nuggets. It happens tonight, happen. baby. Oh, it happens. <laughs> We're, we're in good from all state. Oh, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> horny. They're horny. <laughs> they're trying. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is too funny. Uh, all right. We got some, like, a lot to get to today. And guess what? It's all positive. Yo. Like, the only negative thing we have to get to is there's some foul trouble maybe that we'll get to. But outside that minor, minor <laughs> little thing, we have nothing but great things to get to. And I don't even know where we have to start. Dev, where do you want to start? Let's start with that uh that bench unit. That bench unit. That, that's what the the everything everything yeah. was the bench unit. So true. when the bench plays well, the wins come in. You start to to be happy. We get to go in the winners lounge whenever the winner. I mean the the bench plays well. So if we look at the plus minuses tonight, Monte Morris plus twenty six. Wow. <laughs> Michael Green plus twenty four. Wow. <laughs> then you get Compazzo plus sixteen. You get Hartenstein plus fifteen. Now single. Oh, and then you get plus seventeen from Dozier. So of course single game plus minus doesn't. You know, it's finicky. But one thing it tells you is when you're on the court, are you winning or losing? The bench tonight didn't just win. They dominated their minutes. And to me, you're right, man. That is the story. We've talked about, you know, Gary Harris, who, by the way, is maybe out of his slump. Will Barton, we've talked about him. And is he healthy? This or that. Michael Porter getting him integrated. Murray. Those guys have been good. I put the stat out the other day. Like, they haven't been their standard. They haven't been as great in large part defensively. But they've been good. Thank you so much, superstar producer, uh, super producer Kale. So, but they've been good enough for you to not be the, the terrible record, three and five or whatever it was they were. 
Tonight, though, it was all about if you just get the bench to be a, a zero or even a posi- a little positive, then they're going to win and blow out fashion, and that's what happened tonight. Yeah, or if you get them to be at a plus 26, then you win. That would also uh, work. You well, won uh, with the Mega Munder, and you, you go to town. Well, that's the thing about it also. You're not, expect- like, you're not asking the bench to be amazing. You're not asking the bench to go out and win every game. You just want them to maintain while your starters, yeah. are, da- or starters are out. So – Maybe it's a minus two. Maybe it's a plus. Yeah. Maybe it's just being there. Like, but if yeah. you get the, the the bench to do something, also when you look at the plus minus, the best plus minus came from the bench. That right. lets you know that the bench was the ones that carried the load. That tells you you didn't need the starters tonight. That is that there's that you say that the plus minus is finicky at times, but if the bench is the one that's leading it, it lets you know what the game went like. It was a game that you go with the start. I mean, right. you, you sit the starters. Amazing. So coming into tonight, and here's the fundamental question that I have that is, is so interesting about this bench unit. They had not earned Malone's trust, but Malone had not given them trust. Ooh. And it's, it begs the question of, and actually I want to ask you this, Dev. I know you've played with a lot of coaches. Uh, you know, when a coach believes in you, it's easier to believe in yourself. And sometimes it's hard to know. This is such a chicken and an egg thing. Like, where does it come from? And I think that Michael Malone has very loudly not trust the bench. And I feel like the bench has very loudly not given him a reason to, to trust him. I felt like with his pregame comments tonight, he was basically saying, I have to trust them. Like, it's a, part, like he took a little responsibility saying, I haven't. And I think it's perhaps not a coincidence that tonight, after saying we're sticking with them, whether it works or doesn't work, we're going to stick with them, that they end up playing their best. Yeah, and, and it doesn't even have to be all sports. It could be your everyday life. Like, if you have a boss that they're they're positive, they're like nice insult to you. is coming up to me <laughs> like really quick. He has no, this look I'm not going to come back to you. <laughs> but when you have a boss that really, like, is, is on you and they believe in you, even if you do make a mistake, you're like, okay, I'll play harder, I'll try harder next time, it won't happen. But when you're under that immense pressure, you're gonna you're gonna make these mistakes, and then that mistake becomes more. You're just like, yeah. I don't want to do it again, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be a different person because I have to be what he wants me to be. If if I'm not that, then then we know we don't know if I'm gonna play today. We don't right. know if I'm gonna be here anymore. So yeah. it's just like not having the pressure on it. And now they're playing looser, and now you're starting to see the Nuggets. Rack up those wins. He has no choice but to go with them. Racking them up, baby. and that's the only way that they're going to win is if the if the bench unit does well. So he's finally trusting in them, and now they're proving that they can do something well. So it's it's it goes hand in hand. The, but the only thing I'll say about that. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Oh, is, is this the king of the game? Are we going king of the game? Is that what you threw up? The, oh, the, the, the one thing. Okay. The one thing I will say though is that uh, coming into the season. Vibes were on one million. Like uh, the oh. bench, the bench was had all of our trust. We proclaimed loudly to anybody that would hear or read anything that every player on the Nuggets was good. That's my favorite headline that we had. We were feeling so good. Every player on the Nuggets is good, and yeah. then the season started, and then they were not good. Yeah. Uh, things changed tonight. Like I, I, I do understand the chicken and the egg thing, but I feel like the egg hatched in the preseason and then the chicken died as soon as the <laughs> the season started and they're like at a certain point like the bench like these guys just need to step up and play like they did tonight it wasn't just like I mean, I, I don't think it was like just a fear thing. I think it was just more of a confusion thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think it was an everything yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, I have a question for you though, Eric, because I know you've played sports too. Like when a coach doesn't have when a coach doesn't have confidence in you or, or like when you when when you have the quick hook like you go out there you make a mistake I'm pulling you out I've had coaches like this I've had plenty yeah. it's just like the worst feeling in the world you're, it's yeah. almost impossible to have confidence when you're just like 
I know like he's just looking at me, waiting for me to screw up so he can yell at me again. And I and I'm not saying again, yeah. I'm not trying to put this on Malone. I'm just trying to show that relationship I, that oh, is, oh, it is both I'm, things it, feeding back into each other. I agree. It's just I feel like the bench put Malone in a situation yeah. where he was physically unable to trust them. Like yeah. they, I mean, we You're lost not wrong. we lost all of our trust in them. Oh, like, totally. Like so I, I don't know. Like, but you know what? That's old stuff, man. Why are we talking about no, old no, stuff? Why are we bringing up old stuff? Well, actually, speaking of bringing up old stuff, uh, Eric, do you, uh, do you? What would you say about the 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 bench? You, it's on the rise, wouldn't you say? Oh, I think I'm on the record as saying that the bench yeah. is oh, the yeah. most are, treasured. Dev, what do you say? The bench. It's on the rise, wouldn't you say? The bench. The what? You feeling pretty confident about the bench? Huh? Yeah, let's uh, let's cut to uh, all the way 23 hours ago. Hold on a second. Let's what let's see what happened here. The bench. I am going to. I'm going to sell the bench. Oh, no. I'm going to sell no. the entire bench, wow. including what they're sitting on, the the, the physical bench. <laughs> I'm a, I, this guy, I can't believe he sold that. I'm going to sell with him. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are I, I'm going to sell with them. You guys are not optimistic about the Nuggets right <laughs> no, now. I have to sell with wow. them. Like, I don't know what we thought would, like was good with the bench. We, I mean, Monte Morris is the, he's good. the bright yeah, he's spot really of good. the bench, and it's only one bright spot. It follows him. You guys, we did stock report. I believe I was a wait and see. I might have even been a buy. I can't remember. Both you and Harrison were were buying on the bench. Oh, I was definitely a buy. You were a buy. Yeah, we were buying. Uh, We had some sellers. It's tough, you guys, when you sell a stock and then it immediately skyrockets. Yeah. That's tough. That's a a tough scene. So the thing was, that was not me. That that was Superstar Kev from (laughs) Stakeboard. That was Superstar Kev. Superstar Kev is here here now. That was not me. In your face, commenters. In your face. Oh, Jake from All Snakes. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. by your own snake, commenters. No, but seriously, guys, this was like, we've been waiting for a feel-good win you know, a, a feel-good win that also gave us a little bit of confidence in some key players. And tonight, that bench, I mean, just incredible. I'm curious what Michael Malone had to say. And before you get to that, Harrison, you guys notice Harrison snuck in here when you guys were you barely even saw. So I want to ask, because before the game, Michael Malone talked about, I have to give those guys confidence or trust. Right. And, like, right. they have they have to earn it. And he put that in there. But where do you – that's a chicken and egg thing. And do you think there's been a feedback, feedback loop there in that – he hasn't given them trust. They haven't earned it, and it's spiraled into this this negativity. Yes, I, I think that that is true. And also, I've got to think as he sees Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic's minutes continue to pile up, he's like, "I probably don't have a choice here. I've I've got to trust the bench. I, I've got to get to a point where I'm not playing Yoke and Jamal 35 plus minutes every single night. Right? It's he doesn't really have yeah, a choice. It's necessity to now. be honest, he doesn't have a choice but to trust the bench. And you, he's feeling, I think, Michael Malone feeling the exact same things that we are as we're watching this, as Kale gets ready to pour our, uh, it feels like a punishment shot. Yeah, These should really be called losers loud shots, not winners, but you know what, whatever, we'll take it. It's the winners um, loud, you know what? It's a little one. It's a baby one. No, but, um, you know, Malone's feeling the same things we are, which is like this panic of, we just, if we can bank a few wins, you know, then we can trust the bench. And what happened was they never banked the wins and then they got this. So I felt like this game it's great that they played well, but I felt like either way they were going to play that bench a lot of minutes and, and lean on them, and it's great that they just dominated. It's huge. It's huge. Two straight games where Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray did not have to play over 30 minutes. It's crazy. That's that's great. Great. Like That will have ramifications. Yeah. Down I wish the that Jokic would have played like 33 minutes. He, could, he missed his 
points by his two pick points. of the week. Our his pick draft of the week. Yeah. pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week got spoiled because Jokic got early yank for being too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so Harrison, you talked to him after the game. What did he have to say? So on the bench, um, he said lately our bench has been playing at a really high level, um, which allows us to not have to play our starters a ridiculous amount of minutes, is what he said. And um, I mean, that's spot on. I, I really think things kind of shifted or started to shift when Jamichael Green got healthy. Yeah, I really I do, agree. Man. That's a great point. Um, ever since he's got in the lineup, he is just such a stabilizer for that unit, I feel like. And I mean, he had another big game tonight. Uh, Malone saying the bench chemistry has come with them getting more reps, getting more experience. Uh, he specifically said he doesn't want to have to play his starters 35 plus minutes a night every single game. Yeah. Um, Malone also said he liked the defense tonight. He, um, I, I just thought Nicola had a bunch of nice plays like as a back uh, backline defender. Because like Nick's guards, they were still getting into the paint, I thought, at least in the first half. Um, but I just felt like Nicola had some had some nice plays as a backline guy. On Gary Harris, I thought this was interesting. Malone, something I don't think he gets enough credit for his off-ball movement. Uh, he compared Gary, and this lines up because of Gary Harris's background as a wide receiver, uh, to kind of running a route with, with some of his off-ball movement and just creating space, creating opportunities for others. Um, so he said he's opening up up a lot of lost shots. Sorry for his teammates. Yeah. Well, we haven't even got to Gary, but I guess we can segue to him now. Actually, no, let's not. Let's do him in the seg second segment because there's more to get to on this bench. And I want to start with Monte Morris. Huge hat tip to the Altitude broadcast tonight yeah. um, because they had an incredible stat that I was not aware of. And by the way, the stat, it wasn't about tonight. Tonight he had just one assist, zero turnovers. But Monte, three assists, I'm seeing. Oh, you see three assists? Maybe I don't know how to read a box score. You're right. Three <laughs> assists, zero turnovers. But Monte is leading the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio right now at 10 to 1. Insane. That might be at like an all-time mark. If the insane part to me is that there's a 1. It just seems like it's 10 to 0. Like I don't think like he ever turns it over. <laughs> well, it probably means he has like five turnovers. So I looked it up. Your... I think before tonight, it was 33 to 3. So then it's 36 now to 3 it's now. Now it's 36 to 3. That's incredible. 11 to 1. So but this is... He's um, you and we know this about him. And look, it is a small sample size. He could rack up two or three assists and then be back down to merely a a very good number. But mm -hmm. you know, this is what Monte has been, and we've talked about in the past. How can he get better? Well, I'll tell you a couple ways: scoring more efficiently, not turning it over even less. We didn't even think it was. Po you talk about the limits of human achievement in, in basketball. The, the, the limits of the human machine. Of the human machine, <laughs> but it turns out that assist to turnover, there is no limit. There is no limit. Monte, the limit does not exist. Monte Moore is, is proving it. But he is he is who, who we thought he was. Like, he did that in college. Like, that was right, the reason that right. he did get drafted in the first place is because of the way that he, he has the ability to run a second unit for one. You knew that he was going to come in and be a, a backup uh, point guard in the, in the NBA for a long time, but he also just never turns the ball over. So he's doing exactly what we thought he would do from college. Yeah, yeah. He's been the... Last game, you had a great line that the light is on him and it follows him. He's the only bright spot or whatever. It just keeps following him. But it is on true. On crummy bench. But it is true. Like, he's done his job and now and he is just Mr. Reliable in yeah. addition to being Mr. Nugget. Wow. I, well, first off, I thought we decided he was Sir Nugget. He's Sir Nugget and Mr. This. Reliable. No, Ariana did. <laughs> 
All right, all right. Um, but he was fantastic again tonight. 12 points, three assists, three rebounds, one steal, zero turnovers, five of 10 shooting. Jamichael Green, though, we, we need to move over to him now because he was that plus 24 tonight, 10 points, eight rebounds, by the way, and those rebounds are big. I mean, rebounding has been one of the buzzwords for Denver so far this season. Um, he adds a little bit of that, but the numbers, even though they don't pop off the, the page, four of five shooting, two of two three-point shooting, that's really good on low volume, but he's just a guy that does his job, man. And I, I just continue to be like, Monte Morris, Jamichael Green, let's start there. Baseline, going to be reliable and good. Like yeah. those two guys, reliable and good. And now you're talking about some high variance, but good players in like Compazzo and Hartenstein. But when you have two guys that give you something consistent, that really elevates you. So uh, to that point, I, I do think that he's a big reason of why this bench has turned around. What I love about Jamichael is he's such a classic role player. He, he has a really simple game, I feel like, but he's also pretty aggressive like he gets up 11 shots in 20 minutes but they're all shots and shots that like come out of actions that like show his strengths and weaknesses he always plays to his strengths and weaknesses he knows what they are he doesn't like push his boundaries as a player so he's like super aggressive in his role i feel like but he's never like pushing the envelope right like unnecessarily he also is like Monte segues into different lineups really well. Yeah, because we've talked about this with guys like Compazzo, and and maybe the stuff will even out for those guys. But I like Green with the starters. He can kind of fit his game around whatever duo he's playing with. Right. You know, like if he's with Compazzo, like there's going to be a lot of pick and pops with him probably. If you know he's playing with the starters, he's going to like just crash the glass and bang inside. Right. So I really like that too. Yeah, he's just good. He's like, really good. He's just good. Like I, I don't think I quite realized like what we were getting in in uh, Michael Green. Like yeah. I thought we were kind of it was just sort of like a consolation prize. Like we didn't get Jeremy Grant. We didn't get the guy we wanted. But like uh, you know this is like a guy that like plays the same position. So it's cool. It's like this dude is like a real difference maker. And you're right. Like as soon as he started, I mean, and it's funny too because one when we declared that every Nuggets player was good in the preseason, he was the one player that wasn't good because he was. He was <laughs> oh like, yeah, he was like over five. Right? He was over five. We were like, oh my god, but it doesn't matter. We got all these other amazing players, and then. Um, like as the season begins, the the bench has absolutely no identity. Like having that just absolutely rock solid player in there that you can always count on is like it's so invaluable. Are we gonna are we gonna drink this booze? Uh, in a doing? second, in a second, we'll go to break. <laughs> Compazzo also I think deserves a mention um, because his defensive impact has really been felt, and this is an important game for him in this one way. The games that he has been good so far, he has made loud offensive plays. Like the ball's been in his hand, he's run pick and roll. I don't think he made very many of those tonight. But he was still very impactful. And why that's encouraging is it's tough if he has to be the center of whatever's happening. Like, it's just tough. But tonight, I felt like he fit in around what was working very well without taking away. And then his defense, you know, I who, I need a bigger sample size before I can fully buy in. But what we saw of him in the preseason and what we heard from about him out of camp and from our friends in Europe that have watched his game is that he's so annoying and such a disruptor. And we're starting to see that. Like, he has a lot of those plays where he's picking up full court. And just disrupting whatever it is the other team's trying to do. Faku pisses everyone off. Every yeah. single game, he makes someone mad. Every time. Oh. And then once he came into the NBA, the, the two, like the knock was on him was, well, the things was he was a passer and also he couldn't shoot. What we've been seeing is he's been shooting the ball well. And I mean, he's still a good passer, but he's just doing the, the yeah. regular passes. He doesn't get attacked on defense 
as much as you would expect, as much as I would expect yeah. for him to have that right. type of size. He's he's disrupting like passing lanes. He's yeah. always everywhere. He he's getting all of these foul calls and, and things of that nature that you just put him in to just watch things happen. Faku is a player that you just watch what's going to happen and and he's been doing that well um he, he doesn't get attacked on defense unless a point guard has a personal vendetta like, like chris paul him. well yeah i was gonna say he of didn't get attacked one time attack that's different he's gonna attack anybody he chris believes should not have chris like paul, to guard him yeah but chris paul might actually like attack him in the parking lot yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> i love chris paul um two guys if we take this down to negative town just for a little negative town Whoa. it's not even that negative well, well isaiah hartenstein why are you and, talking about old stuff again uh, isaiah hartenstein 12 minutes tonight he fouls out and he is now he, coming into tonight's game. He was averaging eight point two fouls per thirty six minutes. Eight point two. That's going to skyrocket after getting six fouls in twelve minutes. Like he's going to be up to ten fouls per thirty six minutes after tonight. And guys, it's not surprising. I mean, we've talked about this in the short minutes, and maybe Malone needs to put him in more. Or this or that. We talk about trust and earning it tonight. He got more minutes and he got more fouls. Like he's a really good player. He did a that pass he had on the roll. Grabs it midair, kicks it out to the corner, I think, for Jermichael Green. That's an A-plus pass mm -hmm. for a center. Really, really good stuff. He has real talent. I just That's an issue now that has been consistent. It's not even yep. like he's had good and bad versions. He's fouled in every time he's gotten minutes. You see the ups and the downs with, yeah. with Hartenstein because, first, he, he, he is, is so well in the pick and roll with Monte Morris that it opens so many things up. So you have to keep him around. But then also when you start thinking about, and this is the negative from tonight's game, is once you think about why Jokic is playing so many minutes, is because the backup, right. the backup yeah, center is also in foul trouble. How does your, your starting center have foul trouble and then right. it becomes contagious where the, the backup center, the Smash Bro, is going to do it every single time? <laughs> Smash Bro. <laughs> like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense for the minutes. I hate how accurate that goddamn nickname is. Like, <laughs> so you said accurate. it, now I feel like he heard it. He's like, yeah. I'm Tory, Craig, Tory Craig was Crash and, and Hartenstein is Smash. What if they were together? No, Bash. They just crashed. <laughs> the fouls would be like through the roof, man. You know it's going to be Bash? Greg Whittington. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I you're think the one Greg Whittington mentioned. In <laughs> had to. Had to. <laughs> so Hartenstein, maybe the one semi-negative thing, but then again, he goes three for three from the field, grabs two rebounds, gets that great assist, yeah, a steal. He, he looked actually really good until he looked terrible. I, I think he's looked good in most games. It's yeah. just he looks good in six minutes at a time because then it's the Nuggets turned the bonus, and Malone's like, God damn it, I got to put Yoke back in. So so what do we think about the five-man all-bench lineup? Don't, because well, – uh, we didn't see the stagger tonight, and like if the Nuggets really want to keep Yoke and Murray's minutes down, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Don't have them stagger; just play mostly with the starters. Um, yeah, and we saw the all bench lineup. I mean, it was the Knicks who I don't know how they were five and four coming into this game, but Yo, they beat they, were. The, they beat the Utah Jazz very handedly. This Par NBA season is a little weird. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down yeah. to. But I mean, don't you think that? That five that we saw tonight, the all bench second unit, that's what Malone wants to have work because it has a power forward and a center. Yeah, and also it can keep everybody's minutes down. Right, it's just the more traditional look. But I think I, in an ideal world, that's what he wants. But also with that, the only reason that you can do that against a team like the Knicks is because they also didn't um, offset. They didn't have their starters attacking them. Right, they right. also went point. to a five sure. backup yeah. unit, so really it makes it easier to just clash both backup units and, and to get those minutes. You're not going to be able to do that against these other teams that are offsetting. So it makes it really difficult. 
<laughs> really, I'm talking to the commenters. You guys, he's watching. Right. Another show. <laughs> All right, should we take our uh, winner shot here? I don't want to, but uh, should we do it before we go to break? Oh God! Should well, we yeah. before we drink? Is there anything we can knock onto the floor with our with our mic? Uh, I don't think so. Not tonight. <laughs> All right, to uh, Zavelli. Is that what it is, Zavelli? I forgot. Yep. All Here's right. to uh, the Knicks, and that's it. That's, that's good. Right. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Oh, Jesus! Woo! That burns. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Everyone flamed up for not taking oh, the shot. Uh, flame him appropriately. Yo, you know what's crazy is that early. Was, I'm getting used to it. That one is not as bad as yeah, the yeah. previous one. Adam, Adam earlier was like, maybe we should just take water. And I was like, nope. Rocky, we got to get that real burn. And wow. I'm uh, getting used to it already. Already. That was, um, that was wow. nearly bad. <laughs> <laughs> not horrible. Go. All right. Uh, Harrison, take us away, buddy. Are we in a break? Okay. Um, <laughs> remind me uh, in the second break. I'm giving or I'm announcing the winners to that uh, snowboard glove giveaway that that we did. So for, somebody remind me to do that in the second break. Like you'll forget. I will <laughs> definitely forget. <laughs> uh, check out the Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. You can pick up pick it up anywhere. The farmhouse or local liquor store. The perfect beer to sip during a Nuggets game. We drink them here at the bar. So check it out. You can't miss it. It's in that Nuggets can. Also, Hassel Cattle Company. I am hyped about our partnership with Hassel yeah. Cattle, Cattle Company because now we get meat delivered to our front doors. It's it's pretty awesome. Hassel Cattle Company equals hassle-free meat for life. Um, we brought you damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Uh, Hassel Cattle, Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table uh, Wagyu. Oh god damn it! Wagyu, Wagyu. Wagyu. It's like <laughs> it sounds like the pasta. Wagyu, Wagyu. Okay. Wagyu. I was gonna say, was gonna it's, say it's, Wagyu. It's, it's a Japanese word, so it's right. Wagyu. I think he did on purpose. Wagyu. That doesn't sound like a Japanese okay. accent at all. Though. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I've been in Japan. I'm well traveled. These people are. <laughs> It's delicious. It's Wagyu beef. It's the best there is. Right. It, it is the so. best there is. Uh, they've got everything: um, smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon. Uh, jerky flavors, they got everything. So uh, check them out, HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Uh, that's code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Any orders over 200 bucks, you will receive free shipping. Check them out. All right, so now we we talked about the bench, which has been fantastic. Um, let's get to the starters. Usually we start with the starters, and that's you know the bright spot. But now here we are, Jokic once again, merely a plus eight, twenty two points, ten rebounds, five assists, one steal, one <laughs> in, block in three quarters. In three quarters, he didn't play in the fourth. He goes nine of fifteen. Like Jokic just making greatness so casual, man. Like tonight's game, fairly unremarkable. By his own standards, yeah, well, other other than we have it, I think queued up. Kale, do we have the tweet like this? The he had he had one of, of one time. of the best sombers we've ever seen. Well, yeah, that is uh, the, <laughs> the, the the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look at the uh, look at this sombor here. I don't even know if it's a somber. There's no, no. dribble. Oh my god. Half sombor. That's like a half sombor. Why, why would you shoot that? Well, the clock's out, and he's just like, whatever. I'll just drain this one. And a great. By the way, Mitchell Robinson, one of the best shot block shot blockers in the NBA, yeah, and in particular, in particular, elite at blocking jump shots. Mm-hmm. You guys know this stat? He like leads the NBA by like double on blocking jumpers. But you can't block the sombor. 
No. You can't block the soundboard. It's literally unblockable. I, I dare you to try. But bring in Bull Bull. He won't block that. Yeah. Nobody's blocking <laughs> that. Jokic, man, tonight. And you were worried about his rebounds because it took all the way to the end for him. Yo, to I was worried rebounds. about his rebounds because I had a wager on the line that was wholly dependent on Jokic getting a double-double, which is the safest bet in the NBA. 100% and, right now, right? He's got one in every game, yeah. Jokic had eight rebounds with, like, a minute left in the third quarter, knowing we we all knew full well he was not going to play in the fourth quarter, and at the with like ten seconds left, Jokic got a tip in to give him twenty two points and a rebound uh, to give him ten. It was the sweetest thing that ever happened to me. No, this was something I noticed. It felt like the Knicks were making a little run in the third, and Jokic yes. dominated the glass, man. Yep. Dominated the glass, pulled in a couple of defensive boards, got on the glass for an offensive rebound and put back. Yeah, here's the, but just the, not, imposed not, his when you're, when you're looking at it very, very closely, like your entire bank role depends on it, just as a hypothetical. Um, <laughs> it, you'll notice that when he plays a dominating inside big like Mitchell Robinson, he will float around the outside yep. to draw him out, which almost eliminates him from defensive rebounds. So then it came down to offensive. It was a whole story. Anyway, he did it. I love you. Jokic, you're the man. But this is one reason that I think people don't understand Jokic's greatness, like yeah. the casual fan yeah. or, or whatever. Because to your point, a lot of bigs, when they get a big shot blocker or something, and they're known as a post player, it's like an ego thing. Like, well, this guy can't block my shot. And you go down there. And even if you get the better of him, you're not doing the thing that maximizes your team's opportunity. And Jokic tonight, you know, he it was – casually dominant but it was also loud at times like at times you were just like man this dude is silly good but there was a lot of standing out on the perimeter because he knows that hey as long as mitchell robinson isn't in there there's nobody to block shots or do anything and like he was out there all night operating nuggets were feasting they get 114 but it could have been more and that's what i think makes Jokic different than a lot of these other dudes is he doesn't he has an ego but it's not that type of ego where he's like, I got to do it this way to show. That he's like, I don't care if people get this or not. And that just shows his IQ. And that's what separates him from anyone else. I know. Like tonight he goes 22, t uh, 10 and what, five or something yeah, like five, that. Yeah. And we say that it's not a good game and it's a down game. But that's the type of game that Jokic wants to play. Right. Because they came first off, they won easily. He got to rest. And, and he also, it was lanes for everyone else. He saw everyone else get what they had to do while also taking over at times. Yeah. That's a Nikola Jokic game for him. I, I think the last time we talked about Jokic spacing out to the perimeter a lot and taking a shot blocker out of the paint was when they played the Jazz in the first round. Right. Yep. He took a lot of threes in, in that series, yep. getting Rudy Gobert out of the paint. And again, if you're a betting man like... All of us here on the uh, on the field, you know, yeah. Like, and you you know that Jokic is going up against a dominating inside type center. Uh, take his three pointers, because then you know he's going to be floating around the outside. So true. You know he's going to be trying to draw the guy out, and how better to do it than by uh, making that a credible threat so that the guy has to uh, defend him out outside of the the arc. DeAndre Jordan and uh, uh, Jared Allen coming up, so yep. maybe yep. maybe there. Take those threes, baby. <laughs> um, tired legs also, I feel like he would be like, you know, I'll just stay outside tonight, see if my <laughs> three's falling. If I hit two or three of these, I'll feel good. <laughs> Turns out like he just he's like, I, I just didn't want to bang for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to more good news, guys. Gary Harris tonight. It's funny. If you were to ask me, if I didn't look at the stat sheet and ask me what his line was, I'd have been like 25 points, like six threes, yeah. uh, two, you know, he had 14 points and two threes. Like, but, but, yo, his game, I mean, his game was, I would say, very good, wholly complete. Like, yeah. he was making steals, completes he was a good rebounds. Word. He was, uh, make, like, he was, there were no moments where you were like, oh, God, no eye roll moments at all. In yeah. fact, like, 
he was picking people's pockets. Like, Gary's back, baby. It's go time. And in fact, Mr. Snuggets has returned. <laughs> oh, my God. Both people. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Mr. Snugget is back. Uh, all right, but the shot. What do you think, Deb? I mean, he's knocked him down in a couple games now. I think that's the perfect Gary Harris game. And the, yeah, it kind the, of is. The thing was, what were, what were Gary Harris's two first baskets? He stopped doing that for so long, and that's why you started seeing people push back, and he stopped making shots, so now the confidence is not there. Yep. When you get yourself going early, like he scored quickly at the first basket of the game. It becomes easier. Like everything with Gary Harris is confidence. That's yep. the only reason that he hasn't been playing well. He gets open looks. He's still doing everything on defense. The only difference now is that he's scoring the basketball. So now you get to see how good Gary Harris is. He's always been the same defender, like disruptive yep. in the passing lanes. But now he's starting to score. That's a perfect Gary Harris game. I yeah. think Gary's a guy where if he gets a couple nice drives, maybe a big dunk like he had tonight in the first quarter – that's probably going to like set him up for the rest of the game. If he feels comfortable in the first couple minutes of a game, I, I think he's going to just have a better game overall. I think he's one of those guys. He did have, I'll, I'll just have to say it, one of the worst floaters, floaters of his uh, entire yeah, yeah, tough one. He had a tough one. Yeah. I just had to Don't say Don't take it. us to negative Of course, wind is particularly susceptible to the floater. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, man, like his three-point shot now, we were talking about this as we were watching the game together. So much. Oh, my God. And I'm watching him right now. Oh, he has a pink. I thought for a second he had like Shout a pink, out, pink hoodie. I thought he had a pink panda costume you, or something because it looked like it has ears <laughs> on it, but it's his headphones. Um, but Gary, I think, is a guy more so than just about anyone on the team, I would say, that is so much about confidence. And we and he's lost it. I mean, for good reason. It's been a, a struggle. But, you know, a couple games, I don't I by no means think that his confidence is back to the swagger he had when he ran out of the arena after draining a three in Russell Westbrook's eye. I don't think it's, that was like Pete Gary Harris confidence. But I do think that there, every game, every compounding game that he hits shots, the, the it's like exponential, his confidence going back up. So I do feel like we're very close to Gary Harris having some of that confidence back. Yeah. Dude, it's back. It's back. It's 100% back. It's 100% back. He had one good game and now he's back. That's it. All right. Gary's back, baby. Should we take our last break here? On the other side, is is vote has he um is he chiming in today or has he got does he have notes for us, do you know? I will ask. He was in the presser, so I So he's still in the presser? All right, well why don't you take us to a break? I'll hit him up. All right, sounds good, sounds good. Um MSU Denver online. Um a lot of look, we can't go to uh class in person in, in most of the country at least. MSU Denver Online has been doing the online thing forever. Uh, they are experts at it. Awesome teachers, awesome courses to choose from. MSU Denver at edu backslash online is where you can see their entire course list. And what I love about their classes at MSU Denver Online is what you learn there, like you can apply to your job or just to everything you do outside, outside of the classroom. Uh, not all college experiences are like that. So check them out today. Also, we got Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, you guys can get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription uh, for 20% off with the code DNVR20. Uh, get your Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD, which has been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, uh, et cetera. Get that subscription for 20% off with the code DNVR20. I just say like, I solidified my, st- my uh, standing as an old person where I, uh, 
try I attempted to change my own battery in my car and I hurt my back. <laughs> little, stra- little Strava Craft coffee, honking like a goose. I'm right back, baby. You're right back, huh? <laughs> the car's still uh, broke though, right? The car is uh, 100% broken. It does, not- we can't guarantee everything with Did, Strava. It, oh, uh, Strava makes no claims to my specific car, just to be clear. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> All right, Brendan's going to be joining us in just a moment, guys, sharing with us this. I'm sure Gary Harris, always a great interview. He'll share all of those key details, I'm sure. <laughs> um, all of the quotes. The I hope somebody asked him about his pink hoodie. About his pink, yeah, I'm sure nobody did. Um, oh, let, like, let me do the uh, snowboard gloves thing really quick before oh, yeah. we move on. Let's go. Um, rad snowboard gloves. Check these guys out. Uh, we're giving away a free Nuggets pair. This is going to Teddy Ted's 4 on Instagram. No way. Along with his buddies, Tratty Ice, Megan, Disrochers will reach out to you. Yeah. Is, and, is this uh, the Teddy Ted Store? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wore those skiing two days ago and got compliments on them all day. Oh, is that I, right? The can best. People, Wait, can people so hear that? According Kate, to Super Producer Kale, gorgeous women were hitting on him on the uh, slopes the entire that day. That might be the best sales they were like, pitch wow. ever. I didn't quite say that. And he said he something. I think that's what you said, actually. You were fending off beautiful women left and right on the slopes. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But he did, that. What he actually did say is that he was getting compliments on them all day whilst wearing them snowboarding. They're good enough to wear whilst snowboarding and they're attractive to look at. And Teddy Ted's four and all of your homies. If you, <laughs> whole squad. <laughs> whole squad whole ready. getting gloved. Whole squad ready. So the Nuggets went zone tonight. That's noteworthy. Um, I think that some of this has to do with you know, Michael Malone coaching against the zone. The players talked about this the other day. If you play a zone a whole game, a team calms down. They set, figure it out. If you throw a zone out there for a little bit, teams are just like, well, this sucks. Like, yeah. I, I don't. All right, now we have to run our zone. I know this as a player. I love to get the ball popping. I love to run the actions that I love most. And if you run a zone, I feel like we could, I could, you know, you could break it. I just don't want to play that way. It's boring. And I feel like if you play it for two, three minutes in a game, it just annoys teams it throws them off their rhythm and as long as you don't overdo it and i thought denver tonight did a perfect amount of zone just a couple minutes it worked then they went back but you do it against teams that can't shoot the ball that's so true the yeah. knicks can't shoot the ball the yeah. nuggets can't, haven't been able to shoot the ball right it's easily like you know who's going to get zoned yeah. you're not going to see jj reddick get zoned right. joe harris is not going to get zoned right you're going to zone against a team that does not have many shooters or consistent shooting no. And it's going to throw them off. It's going to throw everybody off because now you're just like, how do we adjust to the zone? Now we're going to go back, man. So now you just adjusted for no reason. It's just a different look throughout the game. Yeah, um, The Knicks are the worst three-point shooting team in the league. And that's not that's not their cold right now. Like, you watch out who they have. Because that was part of it was you were watching them tonight, and you're like, oh, yeah, Peyton's not going to jack threes. Like, Julius Randle hit one, and I was like, oh, that sucks. But it was one. Well, also, <laughs> also, to your point, Adam, it can throw you off, especially if you're, like, a super young team like, like the young, Knicks yep. are who aren't really experienced. Their guards are so young. Like, you're throwing this at R.J. Barrett, uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Quick. Like, they, they're not going to know what to do. Against right. his own, they're going to get frantic. Who's their best three-point shooter? If you just had to just guess off the top of your head, Reggie Bullock, I don't, probably right. Bullock. Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers, Austin Austin Rivers. noted three-point yeah, yeah, specialist exactly. Reggie Bullock. They went six for twenty-one tonight, so the twenty-one jumps out of you, and then the six I follows right behind. Mitchell Robinson's Instagram this summer, he was making a lot of threes. <laughs> oh yeah, oh Mitchell Robinson, unlimited range. Same, same with uh, the, the, the. I always think of Whiteside, Andre Drummond. They all have their big thing. guard. All always at the yeah the, in the summer the IG post of like oh he God. made six in a row. Like, all right. <laughs> 
Oh, we do have vote. Let's bring uh, him in. Brendan, vote. Oh, wait. We, we can't hear him, Kale. Oh, we can't hear him. Can we hear you? Can you hear me? You tell me. We can't hear him. Nope. Uh, just little, need, it's just because the, the bar. It's because the bar's on, Kale. So the volume of the bar is well, yeah, louder just, just, than uh, just talking. What we're whatever. used to. Uh, <laughs> well, vote. It's good to see you. It's good to see the beautiful shirts uh, again. Uh, we miss those, and we miss the presser. So, what can you fill us in on the enthralling things that Gary Harris had to say after the game? Man, if you were hoping for a excited, happy, uh, vulnerable, available Gary Harris. Nope, business as usual. He did not have much to say to it. Um, but hey, you know, the last game he did acknowledge it was nice to see some shots fall. And the first thing he said after that was, I got to do it again tomorrow. Uh, and he did. So Harris is all about his business right now. But there were some great quotes from Monte Morris tonight. Um, you know, he was asked if the, the second unit, you know, makes it a point, is vocal about this idea that they need to be better. He said, we huddle up before the tip off every game. We say, let's go out there, be better than the other bench. He said himself, Jermichael Green, have really taken it upon themselves to be the vocal leaders of that second unit. Love that. As guys with, with NBA experience. Um, and he also said that he loves playing with multiple point guards, that it's starting to come together, that he thinks it's fun, keeps the defense on his toes. So there was some some real leadership with Monte. Heard you guys reference that assist-to-turnover ratio. And like that's, that's what he's like on the court. And in a weird way, it almost describes just – like so the true. He off the court too, you know. He's just about his business. He's that leader, uh, and, and you know, taking care of the ball, taking care of his teammates. Those things are more important to him than getting his own shot. Dude, I've said this so many times. He is the exact type of person that makes every event better. Like you go out with a group of friends, yeah. you know. But he, if he's there, everybody's on their game that night. Because you talking just, about you talking about Brendan, right? I'm talking about Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> Brendan. Um, but also Monte. He's oh, the okay. Monte. Yeah. If you go out with Monte, never uh, been. He he. <laughs> not I right. never have. Either. Actually, it's not true. I have been out with Monte one time. Well, oh, the ping okay. pong. Well, the ping pong. Oh, yeah. The, uh, he, uh, he he didn't know we were out together. <laughs> I'm calling it. We he's were probably out not having a good time unless everybody's having. We a were good both time. on Earth simultaneously. <laughs> He was having a lot more fun than me. I'm not gonna lie. I was very uncomfortable and awkward. Um, sorry, did I take away from your point? No, I, I just said my point. Okay. Um, so, what else did you think vote about that second unit tonight? Because it looked like the best we've ever seen. Yeah, so much better tonight. I think Wynn brought this up before, but they were out there the full hockey shift, right? So just the five guys, and they played really well without needing Jokic or Murray. Um, I thought a lot of it came from defense tonight. They really buckled down on that end. You know, there was a brief stretch in their first stint in that first half where they actually weren't scoring, but they were locking down. And at the end of the day, the starters came back to a double-digit lead for the first time, it feels like, all season. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So they took care of business. And, like, the Knicks are a, a team that's playing better yeah. than their reputation suggests and their record suggests and that score suggests. So that was more of a test on a second game of a back-to-back than it's going to look like in hindsight. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I mean, we played the funky music in part because we needed it. <laughs> we'll we needed it bad. We needed it. <laughs> this was our first legitimate win. It is our first legitimate this win. This was the Nuggets' first like complete four-quarter effort, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Definitely, which is, right? Which is funny because the play, the starters left after three quarters. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> if you give a four-quarter effort, you only need three quarters. That's well, the basic math. You know, when they first came back in that second half, they didn't look that great, but. That's the difference between a 15-point lead, right? 
and those guys coming back and having to sweat a three, four point game already, like they do night in, night out. Uh, they weren't that great to start the third, but it didn't matter, right? That game was already sort of settled. And this is the dynamic Jermichael Green was talking about. I, I think it was just last week. The starters are good. The, the stars are playing quite well. Really, if the bench just goes out there and takes care of business, all of a sudden this is a formidable team again, just like that. And I thought we saw that dynamic, you know, the bench takes care of business, the starters come back up 15 plus 16, and they're not sweating it. And it doesn't matter that Jamal doesn't have it. So I just thought this was the best game of the season for sure. Did anybody else speak post-game? I mean, we heard from Malone already, so Monte and Gary. I think we're still waiting to hear from Jokic here. Uh, oh, really? This time. Yeah. He's doing his post-game workout, I assume. I guess so. It seems like a joke, <laughs> but that's what he does these days. He might just be pumping some iron. Jokic the dunker. Man, dude. I mean, it's for real. I, honestly, we had another. I'm surprised he didn't get a tech. Another tomahawk with a pull-up. I remember Will Barton in the dunk contest. Yeah, that <laughs> wasn't so great. Jokic could be in the dunk no, contest. He could be. You know what? Like, if we get a Jokic posterizing Gobert moment, like oh. I, I may explode. That might be the the end of Eric. I pre- I predicted he would he would catch a body this year. I don't feel great about it because his dunks as good as they've been. Like <laughs> the idea of him elevating over. Somebody's with gonna contact. jump with him though, because he, he just goes. He just goes after it. Somebody's gonna try to jump. It's gonna be Gobert. It'll be the end of Mitchell Robinson tonight. I don't know if at least if he had chucked up a floater, like Robinson's the kind of guy that can just snatch that out of midair. Oh, that's definitely coming. I I bet you the floater over like a guy who thinks he's going to block his dunk is coming. Oh, sweet baby. Can't wait. (laughs) The the Knicks broadcast was very vocal about how, you know, they know that Jokic has lost weight. That's been the narrative. But seeing him in person, as we all know, it really kind of dawns on you. Like, wow, this guy's not just no longer in bad shape he's in good shape right he looks at it in strong conditioning so it's just a made a major difference for him as of course it would as we all expected it would but he looks like a different player in this type of shape did it, it, was it walt frazier still yeah he's he's also, did he have any good lines did he with think the joker his passing was overrated <laughs> no no yeah, it, it sounds like that uh, realization was lost on the 76ers uh, announcers <laughs> No, it, it was the opposite. They they were lauding him all night long. They couldn't get enough. So it was a really But cool. usually so go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say Walt Frazier always has the rhymes, right? And he always does them in pairs. So it's styling wildin' and styling. Did he have any good ones for Joker? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know if I caught any tonight. Dig it. I don't. Uh, I know that's well Walt Frazier is a man about drip. He's yeah, he's drippy. <laughs> And I look at you and I see your shirt right That's now. So what true. is on your shirt? Because I think everybody <laughs> needs to know the type of drip that you have on right now. Thanks, brother. I'm not really sure. I think these are some flowers. <laughs> but I, I, He's like, look, this I was eating nerds earlier. These are stains. This was about, yeah, they're stains. It was some <laughs> new heat for me this Christmas. That's all I asked for. I got a sweet flower shirt from Brazil. My mom hooked me up with this one. So ready to ready to bust it out when I make my dramatic return this week. <laughs> well, thanks for classing up the uh, show vote. Um, we miss you, and I'm sure we'll get to see you soon. I know Harrison's out here in a few days. We're going to have to tag tag you in, tag him out. So I got to say, again, I, I don't like you putting words in my mouth. I don't miss you at all, vote. This, <laughs> this seat, again, is much more comfortable than it even looks like on TV. And do I really have to fill Harrison's shoes? I can't just come back. God, it's not like a lot. You of have to. Hey, you're gonna have to pick up the slack, man. That's, that's how it's gonna go. We expect uh, a lot of key details. Right, you, guys, you gotta have mild it. takes, vote. No, no bold <laughs> takes. From get you. Pr- get pragmatic yeah. now. All right, thanks yeah. so much, vote man. It was good to see anybody. We'll talk soon. Um, the last thing before we get out of here, guys. The last topic, 
And then, Kale, if we could, I know you're, you're switching that over, but oh, perfect, man. He's always on tight. I don't even know why I remind him. Wow. It's because it's so weird hearing that echo in my ear. But um, the last thing before we get out of here, Michael Porter's still a little ways away. So this is maybe a little premature. But we, wa- we saw a bench tonight unit that made a lot of sense. We've seen a starting unit that made that is starting to look, you know, has looked good, really. The starting unit always looks good. Um, and I put this stat out there the other day. The starters with Barton and Michael Porter's place, the 100th percentile for offensive efficiency. Isn't that wild? This is the best offense. That's the best offensive yeah. five-man unit in the NBA, according to Cleaning the Glass. Um, defensively, they're really bad. The one with Porter, and again, these are all small sample size. This stuff will go up and down as time goes on, but has been the in the fourth percentile defensively to show you how much you know how that that's where that one has struggled so far. But my question is, the bench looks good. When Michael Porter comes back. How does it affect things? Because they have a 10-man rotation right now that seems to be making sense. So yep. where does Michael Porter – is he back in the starting lineup? Is he back on the bench? Who's out? Who's where? What do you think, Eric? This is this is uh, when people uh, give you a problem like this. They like to say, well, it's a good problem to have. This is a good problem yeah. to have when you're dropping a potential 30-point score somewhere in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. I believe that uh, it is most advantageous to the Nuggets to put him and work him into the starting lineup so that they can be the ultimate death lineup in the NBA and then put uh, Barton into that second unit so that he's able to, to bring a little life there. Um, so who's out? Uh, Barton's out of the starter, so now who's out of the bench? It's probably going to be P.J. Dozier. Yeah. Barton and Dozier are kind of similar players. I mean, Dozier, younger, so he's more spry. Barton, I think, smarter, can shoot the three more, although Bar- Dozier's been hitting the three. Dev, what do you think? I think this is the easiest like answer back. Like, He's going to the bench, Michael Porter Jr. Wow. You just saw you just said the numbers. Why would you change something wow. that's been working so well? I first off, personally, I do not think that Malone wanted Michael Porter Jr. to be a starter in the first place. <laughs> so now you get your opportunity to put him back on the bench, and now it's backed up with with credible like numbers with it. You're like, right. hey, you have to go to the bench. This is you had your chance. This is what happened. Now we went a different way. You have to get it. First, he's going to say you have to work your way back. That's just the easy thing to do, to, like, pat someone in the back. By the way, it's going to be true. It's going to be true, man. Like Exactly. Yeah. The Nuggets will be approaching midseason form when he gets back, and he will have been not playing for two and, and a half weeks. And he hasn't played in however many weeks, and he's supposed to not have been, like, in a gym, you know, also. Right. So, yeah, like, has, he hasn't played for that amount of time. Yeah. As a shooter. Like, as a shooter, like, it's... it's He's coming back and dropping 30, though. Whatever I, starter I, bench I or whatever know, it is. I, I, my, I just have a vision of the Nuggets where I keep talking about it. With the, Jokic is able to choose either side. We, we have Jamal and MPJ flanking, and just either one of them, like, whoever's open is just going to knock it down. Like, yeah. And it just... They do me, need to arrive there. You're right. To me, it's like that is the deadly form of the Nuggets that gets them over the Lakers and, and you know, could actually legitimately contend for a championship. Yeah, I think I agree with both you guys, actually, because the right decision probably is to bring him off the bench immediately. Yeah. But there's got to be a plan in place for him to eventually get back to the starting lineup, I think. Right. Because y- you guys know I've said it. This season, it's all about process. Right. It's all about the process of getting him on the same page with everybody else. So I- I'd be okay with him coming off the bench right when he comes back. But – as long as 
the plan is for him to get back in the, in the start. I would line. not at all be surprised if Malone says, hey, we're going to start off on the bench, but the plan is he's a starter. We're going to get him back. And then there's just no update. And we're all sitting there like six games in. We're like, now is it now? And Malone's Yo. stock report, I mean, his stock report is wait and see. That's what he's going <laughs> to say. Hey, That's always he's been stock. doing okay. We're going to see if we could get you back in there. Right. We don't want you back in there. Right. You're doing good on the bench. <laughs> we're doing great as the starters. This works. I mean, you know, they beat the Knicks tonight and yesterday they beat the uh, 76ers with, with like four players or whatever like i mean maybe the the nuggets dominance although the 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 you know obviously the statistics bear it out like i don't know that it's so good at this moment that you can't disrupt it the, the starters can i tell you guys something if you haven't subscribed already, you need to subscribe to Keep It at 1000 with George Carl and myself, okay? And you can even go back and listen to that first episode we did. We won't do another one until next week, but it's still pertinent, and here's why. One of the best notes he had in there, he talked about there's no home court. And he's a coach, by the way. Yeah. He coached yeah. with the home court and how you use it to your advantage in mind. And it's he's so saying, interesting to hear what he has to oh, say. Oh, it's about so that. interesting. I'm telling you, these are things we never thought of. Like no. Some of the stuff he was talking about, we would have never arrived at this thought because no. you could only have come to that thought had you actually been in that environment for 50 years, which is what he had been. And amassed but, a thousand wins. And amassed <laughs> a thousand wins, which is why it's keeping it at 1,000. But he talks about how early in the game, momentum compounds hmm. because there's nobody there to rally you back up. If a team falls behind five, and you see this at the Pepsi Center, yep. home team falls behind five, everybody starts clapping like, all right, let's go. Let's get the momentum going or this, that. A guy makes a shot. You're down 10. Jamal Murray hits a three. The crowd's extra loud because it's like, here we go. This is it. There's none of that right now. Right. You just, you have nothing but the deadness of an empty oh. arena with a fake noise that is so fake and everything else. And you look at tonight, they get out in front 28-21 to 21 at the end of the first quarter and immediately to start the second quarter go on a massive run. They win that second quarter 31-17. I, don't think the, I think this is exactly what he's saying. You have a seven-point lead to end the first and then you immediately open it up with a big win. Mm -hmm. And now that home court Knicks team has nobody to get them going. All they have is a scoreboard that says they're down 15 and it's like, well, this sucks and it's really hard to get back. So I think I, I, that's an insight. You should go back and listen to the whole conversation because there's so much to that that as I watch, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's right. I just, to point, just to bring it up also, like I remembered I wanted to bring up another point of his that I thought was really interesting from the last episode, which was that um, the idea of uh, getting um, resting players actually hurts them because of the, the same right. concept of like building momentum throughout the th season and building confidence and like and also the, the, adversity like it's and, tough and, and i think the word going, he was using was tough it hardens you. yes the, yes and and it's it's so funny he was talking about like yeah like load management how it actually unless it, you're lebron james like actually hurts teams like and we saw it bear out exactly that way with uh the clippers like right they weren't they weren't tough when the situation required it this is Kobe, man. Like, this was Kobe's thing is, like, he didn't always do the thing that was smart to show this or that, but he was the mentally toughest person on the court. Every game he was in, there was never, after maybe his fifth or sixth season, and, like, he, there was nobody tougher than him, and I think it was a lot of that of, like, it doesn't matter, like, these little battles we might lose, but in the end, we're going to be ready for the war because nobody is, and, and I think that's what he's getting at. So, yeah. anyway, plugging my own podcast here because we're not, last year we put it on yeah, the DMVR Nuggets feed. Not doing that age? anymore. We're not, we're not even on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything before we get out? here guys um my final thing is look denver's five and five hell yeah 500, we're back, baby. Baby. 500. not a losing team not brand, a losing team brand new season two things with that that helps you mentally if yeah, you're a player if you're michael malone everybody can settle down a little bit 
Secondly, they've avoided like digging themselves a huge hole right out of the gate. They're right in the middle of the West. If you look at the standings, most of the West is like six and four to four and six right now. Most of the West is in that range. So Denver's right in the thick of it. I think they've really avoided like a, digging themselves a huge hole. Yeah. Dev, anything, any last thoughts? We're going streaking. Going streaking. <laughs> we are going Let's streaking. Go. We're about to run down Colfax. <laughs> no clothes on. Yeah, and tell yeah, everybody which that means we're, we're going to fit perfectly in with Colfax. <laughs> we, do, we do need to always be clear with Dev. Like, are we talking about clothes? No, or? we don't need to be clear. I, we've already established this. I don't think we, we, we might get lost. Especially I was really hoping your point was going to be don't worry, fans, the Nuggets are in good hands. Oh. Uh, you know what? Uh, Tonight, the guy that called you, Dev from State Farm, that said that you were looking good tonight. Hey. hey. Okay. Look at, look at me getting some love right there. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Whoa. See? That, enough, guys. He, he's they want me to go streaky. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, you got anything before well, we Well, I wanted to look. Uh, uh, are we officially in the playoff hunt right now, guys? Are we, are we, are we, are we, are we qualified yet? Let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. But we are 500. And you know what? The schedule does get tougher. But you know what? If you looked at the last four four Nuggets games. They got three wins, actually five. They got four wins and they have one overtime loss. Like they're, they're, they're definitely trending on the upswing right now. Still think they have to work out, but tonight there was nothing to work out. Tonight was a, an A-plus game from them and it felt good to see it. So thanks everybody for hanging with us all night. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to see what Harrison's got cooking up for tomorrow. We got grades going on and then of course a new edition of the list uh, going up as well. So you're going to want to become a DNVR member. You're going to want to hit the subscribe button right there on yeah. the YouTube page. Hit, hit the like, like button. We only have 165 Yo, likes. That's we're cool. hater free right now. Hater, hater free. free we have zero downloads. I think that has a lot to do with the nuggets, less to do with us. Uh, give us a like, bros. What's up? We're back Tuesday. We're back Tuesday, guys, with <laughs> the Nets. Tuesday, Tuesday. Brooklyn Nets. Tuesday. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Tuesday. Nets. We'll see everybody then. Peace. Adios. Right now is the time to apply and register for classes at MSU Denver Online. Spring semester, it starts January 19th. That's just three weeks away. Don't miss out. Time and time again, the one thing that protects you against economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go and build your toolbox at MSU uh, Denver. Um, why not have it both ways in uncertain times? Make money and work while you are earning your degree. MSU students can tell you all about it. They work double the hours while taking classes at any other school in Colorado. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world right into the classroom. So check them out, MSU Denver Online. And uh, MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. And uh, there's a lot of flexibility in there. So whether you're looking to go and just better yourself, learn about a subject you want to learn more about, or if you're looking to change careers and you need to get the uh, needed requirements or just become more educated in a certain field, MSU Denver has you covered.